Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm gonna be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also gonna be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining on another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm Jen, your host, and today I'm super excited to introduce to you Erica Kamatalo. I am so excited because we got to connect over Instagram and then I basically stalked her until we could get on an interview. So Erica, tell us a little bit about you, how you got started and what you do for photographers. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. I am a copywriter and a content writer who works exclusively with photographers. They're the only people that I've worked with for the last three and a half years, and it's been epic. But before that, I was actually a communications director and a magazine editor, and I didn't love it. So I wanted to leave and kind of do my own thing. So I was thinking about doing freelance writing because I studied journalism. So I was like, oh, I'll do some freelance writing. But a friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends, Heather, the day that I left my old job, she was actually like, oh, you know, if you're looking to kind of supplement freelancing as you're getting started, did you know that photographers hate blogging? And I was like, oh, ho, tell me more. So <laughs> she told me kind of all about all of the written content that photographers are expected to keep up with from like websites to blog posts to emails to all sorts of things. And I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I could like offer my services to help photographers. And it really expanded out from there, just from writing blog posts to then like writing about me pages to then writing email templates and out and out and out until I have the signature process that I have now that's really geared toward bringing first-time clients to the websites of photographers and escorting them all the way through the process to booking, using words to really capture personality and uniqueness, especially in a super saturated market. It's all about standing out. So that is the main goal of my business to help photographers embrace their personalities and express it in words. I love that. I think copyright is such, I mean, really it's an art form in my opinion, because you're not only having to explain the story and the personality and like how to work with somebody, but it's literally like a roadmap from the first time that they hit the page to actually contacting the client. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's so much strategy behind it, but also creativity. So it's really fun kind of finding the little ways to make like tried and true methods really, really unique. And especially I've written full websites for over a hundred photographers. And I just want to go ahead and reassure your listeners. You are not like everybody else. Every photographer right. I've ever written for has had such a unique take or style or approach or experience. And it's finding those unique things and really amping them up and highlighting them. That is so much fun. 
That's so awesome. So tell me, give me an example of something like that Mm -hmm. where you take somebody's personality or quirks and turn it into a way to actually attract their ideal client. It can be something super, super small or something really, really big. So like a photographer that I just wrote for, she really wanted to have this kind of uh, country, like back roadsy BFFE kind of feel to her content. So we literally wrote under her tagline, like travel in the back roads to come photograph you wherever you are. Like just, it's so little, but it's so unique too. You can picture it. You can picture her just driving around in her truck with her husband headed off on like the dirt road to wherever the next photography location is. You can see it. It's so visual and it's something that her ideal client is going to super connect with. Or it can be something really, really big, like an entire styling choice for the whole site. Like working with, there's a photographer that I wrote for who she, and this is like really coming up a lot right now. It's coming up a lot more than I've ever seen before, just because of the awareness that we're kind of seeing in communities and cultures right now. She really wanted to infuse her photography website with a lot of her values and a lot of the causes that she supports. So we took a lot of time to find ways to infuse those things that she cares so much about into the wording of her website, like ways that she can express that she welcomes people of, you know, all colors and genders and, you know, everything that she is very, very warm and welcoming without listing all of the people that she supports and wants to work with and all the causes. So we found little ways to just incorporate that into her content. And that was really fun too, because my goal is to make reading your content an immersive experience. It's not about bulleted lists, even though that's what you might need to send me first. And it's not about just like saying like, these are things I like. These are things I prefer. It's about interweaving those things into your content and finding ways for your ideal client to kind of discover them organically and for it to be like, oh my gosh, it's like meeting your new best friend for the first time. Even though, let me go ahead and say, I do not expect photographers to become best friends with all their clients. That's like weird. It's not a thing. Please stop saying it. Please stop saying it. It's not real. But we want them to feel connected to you like they would to a friend that they're meeting for the first time. I love that. I think it's important for our websites and especially photographers because so often they're capturing like lifetime milestones. Like these aren't going to happen again, whether it's hopefully, uh, whether it's a wedding or an elopement or a newborn session, like you're never going to have that newborn time with that baby again. You're never Mm -hmm. going to marry that person again. Mm -hmm. And it's important for your ideal client to connect with you from the time that they visit your website. Definitely. And something that I always tell my clients, because the first thing that we do when we work together is a branding week and we discuss ideal client and brand voice. And something that I explained to them is that even though you are selling products because you're selling these photos and these images that you might then turn into prints for them or albums or whatever it may be, what you're really selling is an experience of spending time with you. So we want to make the person visiting your site understand what that experience would be like and how it would be to interact with you and how fun it would be or how relaxing it would be or how exciting it would be or whatever it is that like you want your client to feel during a session. It's about bringing that into your content 
while also turning it into something that becomes a call to action. So there are different emotions that inspire you to like book and like go for it and send the email, do the thing. And there are some that kind of soothe you into peace and you might like go away without actually taking action. So it's finding ways to turn even those more relaxing emotions into a call to action by tapping into something that's stressing them out or something that they really, really want, but don't think that they can have. So we talk about that during the branding week. Like, what does this ideal client already assume about photography or about the experience of working with a photographer? And what do they want instead? And how can you give it to them in a unique way? And that's the key that unlocks all the content that we do moving forward. But that's where it starts. That's like the beating heart of it. I love that. I There's so many good nuggets there. All right. So I want to take a second and just like sit in that for a minute because there were so many like lines there. I'm like, ooh, that could be on a quote card. Or like, oh, dang it, that could be on a quote card. <laughs> so, okay. So we've talked a, a lot about like attracting that ideal person and, you know, really digging into what makes that unique experience for that specific photographer to attract the ideal person. But do you feel or do you find that some of your clients have a hard time getting there because they're afraid of repelling people? And how do you combat that? Yes. Okay. Welcome to my super special secret method that I always work (laughs) with clients to kind of grasp and understand. It's a thing I like to call positive repelling because what we want to do is that every person who visits your site, we want them to leave it feeling good about themselves. That's it. We don't want to make people feel bad when they come to your website. Even if they decide that you're not the photographer for them, that's fine. You don't have to be liked by every person on planet earth. It's okay. Like we just have to accept this and move forward, (laughs) but we want them to still feel good about themselves. Here's the thing about any of this like web strategy or written content or anything like that. Everyone has their own opinions and their own strategies and their own takes and what they appreciate and what works for them. But what doesn't work for me is sections that say, KFP bride, if you're this, 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 or maybe we're not a good fit if this, 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 this. No, I don't want someone to come to your site and feel like they're being judged or like they have to like hit all of your points or anything like that. No, subtlety is key. So what we do is we build in little hurdles that they jump along the way that they don't even realize that they're jumping. One of those being price. Yes, I do think that you should mention what at least your starting price is on your site because that's a hurdle to jump. But they can be much more subtle than that. Like saying that like in your tagline, listing that you are a wedding and elopement photographer who captures heartfelt moments for free-spirited and adventurous couples. Okay, well, not everyone is free-spirited. Some people are very type A and that's cool. Not everyone is adventurous. Some people want the traditional. They want it to, you know, be kind of like what they saw in their parents' wedding. And that in and of itself is a way for people to see that, oh, I'm not in the right place. But they don't feel like, oh, I guess my way of doing it is dumb. No, that's (laughs) not what we want. We want people to see like, this is beautiful, but what I like is beautiful too. So I'm going to go look for someone who does that. Or something like, 
you know, for brides who want to get a little dirt on their hem and say, I do barefoot or something like that. Like, cool, great. That's awesome for some people. And for some people, they want to rock Jimmy Choo's on their wedding day. And they'll read that and say, okay, this isn't quite for me, but they won't feel judged or like they didn't make the cut. And even just mentioning little stories of what it's like to work with you. And even like the words that you choose to use, like sparkling, glittering, elegant, sophisticated. Some people are like, oh, that's not for me. And they'll move along. But it's all about finding ways to describe what you do in a way that feels natural and organic, obviously, but that doesn't feel like you are pushing other people away. Let people make that decision for themselves when they read about who you work with and what you do, but don't feel like people have to go through like a checklist in order to, you know, for you to come down from your fairy princess tower to like deign (laughs) to speak to them. Like, that's not the vibe we want. That's not the vibe we want. I think that's such a great point. I think I, I hadn't considered doing it in a way that allows them to move on without even realizing that they're not a good fit either. It, it never even occurred to me. I always kind of considered repelling clients like a blaring neon stoplight. <laughs> right. And so it I love the subtlety so of aggressive. that. Doesn't yeah, have to be that way. It can just be very subtle. Like the example I always give clients when we start the branding process is if you really want like a high end, elegant, super glitzy, glammy wedding day, maybe their favorite, maybe they're planning to wear Jimmy Choo's on their wedding day. So what we could say is something as simple as, hey, girl, take off your Jimmy Choo's and let's talk photography. Okay, so if someone has their boxed wedding Jimmy Choo's sitting in the closet ready for the bit day. Like they're going to be like, Oh, this girl gets me. Like I'm in the right place. If they have some luxury shoes in their closet, but maybe not Jimmy Choo's, but other kind of luxury shoes, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, no, I get this. If someone is dreaming of that and anticipates that and hopes that their wedding will look like that. And they want to like encapsulate that vibe, then that's like more on the fence. And then you'll talk to them and see if it's a good fit. But if it's someone like me who has their like worn through knockoff Birkenstocks, they're going (laughs) to read that and say, Oh, okay. So this isn't for me. I will move along now, but that's fine. Cause I'm comfy wearing my knockoff Birkenstocks. They're comfy wearing their Jimmy Choo's I would assume, but that would be an easy way to tell that like, okay, maybe this isn't quite what I'm looking for or the experience that I'm looking for. Absolutely. So we know that there are a hundred photographers that we could like hit with a rock if we decided to throw it. So how do you help your clients navigate being in oversaturated markets? I mean, especially like if you've, I mean, you're in Atlanta and you're originally from Florida. Florida and the pan. Yeah. Pensacola. So, I mean, that's, that's a ton of photographers, like those two places. So Mm -hmm. how do you help them navigate being in those markets by writing copy? Sure. So a big way that I've structured my process is about personality and uniqueness, which is why we begin by talking about branding. It's all about branding. Because number one, the goal is that your content sounds like you, even if you don't write it. So I need to know who we want to attract and how we want to sound before I can write it so that you'll be happy with it. 
but it's also about kind of helping those photographers discover their own uniqueness. So we talk about ideal client, really nailing down who that person is by demographics, but by also by interests. Like what do they do to unwind after a hard day of work? What music do they blast in the car? And then moving from that into the ways they make decisions, like what are their values? What are their stressors? Like I mentioned, what do they believe about photography? What can you show them that's unique and special about photography? And that kind of builds out a whole unique person. And the benefit of working with someone who specializes in your niche, so like how I only work with photographers, if you say something that every other photographer has said, Red light, red light, red light, stop, stop, stop. Nope, nope, nope. What do you mean by that? So if you were to say that, oh, uh, my ideal client always watches friends. Okay, well, what is comparable to friends that maybe we could say instead? Because everyone says friends, everyone says the office. Okay, but maybe what's like a slightly lesser known version that also appeals to that audience. So maybe hitting Parks and Rec or Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Schitt's Creek or whatever it may be that's like similar to The Office, but that not everyone is listing. So it's about finding something that also feels in that genre, but isn't like the first thing that maybe you'd come to. But then we move into talking about brand voice. And this is just a meeting of your natural personality with that ideal client. Because seriously, nobody has time to be faking a brand voice in the year of our Lord 2021. It's too exhausting. No one's got time for it. You will burn out. I promise you, please do not do it. Don't fake a brand voice. So it's just about finding your natural personality and turning it into a brand voice anyway. And you're not like everybody else. So if we start with your genuine personality and your sincere appreciation for your clients, that will in and of itself be unique. And so then we find ways to describe your style and describe what you offer in ways that, again, I haven't done before. Because like I said, I've worked with over 100 photographers to rewrite their websites. And if you say something to me that feels unique and different, I'm going to like, ah, this is it. This is the thing. So for example, one photographer said, actually, I love working with type A brides. I love how structured and organized they are. And I'm also type A, so it doesn't stress me out. So that was like, ooh, big deal, big deal, big deal. Or a photographer told me that she is super, super flexible, but she also is a second grade teacher. So she knows how to like be rigid and be organized. And I was like, flexible, but also structured. Perfect. Let's talk about that because that's something that's going to really benefit you as a wedding photographer. So it's finding often things that seem like opposites and leaning into them and finding ways to describe them in a way that's unique. But then finally, to come in with supporting evidence that only you can offer because only you've lived your life. So explaining the why behind your work based on your unique lived experience or a surprising thing that happened during a session, like a hurdle that you overcame as a photographer when things were going wrong and you swooped it around, made it right and better than ever. Like no one can tell those stories because no one else has lived the life you've lived. So it's finding those points of uniqueness that connect with your unique client and then telling a story that supports that, that combination of three different things. If you hit all of that, no one else can do that because we've stepped so far off the path that even if someone else tried to replicate it, they couldn't. 
they would have to do it their own way in their own unique voice for their own unique client with their own unique stories. And that in and of itself is, it helps you stand out, but it's also kind of protection against plagiarism, which is something I'm always on the lookout for too. Awesome. So I see this question a lot in in various Facebook groups and would love your opinion on it. So how do you feel about cussing, curse words, that kind of thing in copy on a website? Your that face so just lit up. <laughs> I know, because that's actually something I talk about with all of my clients, because that is also a piece of your your brand voice. We talk about slang. We talk about cussing because that is a unique flavor. And so something about writing, just a little tip, anytime you use a curse word in written content, that immediately draws eyes. Like anyone will stare at that. Like you use the damn word and everyone's like, I'm looking right there. (laughs) So whatever you put in front and behind it are going to stick in someone's mind because they flew right there and they're like, what the heck? I didn't expect to see this in professional content. So in my personal opinion, like hard cursing, I probably would advise against maybe alluding to it, like saying like F or something like that, instead of like writing out the whole word, that's a personal preference. But I mean, do whatever you want. It's your written content for sure. But I have found that if you are likely to say, damn girl, you look good during a session, say that in your content because it's fun. It's lighthearted. It expresses kind of your unique personality and it draws readers eyes to it immediately. And they're going to remember what you say. So if you say, honestly, during the session, get ready for me to be telling you, damn girl, you look good. They're going to think, wow, she's going to be giving me affirmation, giving me confidence. And that's going to stick in their mind as a piece of the experience that you offer. So when they hop over to your pricing page or your investment page, and they see that number, they're like, yeah, but she's going to make me feel awesome in front of the camera and tell me about it. Like that's going to stick in their head. So I would say, don't be scared of it. If that's something that you want to bring in as like a flavor or like a piece of your business, if it's something that you want to be able to say during a session, say it on your site and don't be scared of it. Use it strategically because it can really pack a lot of punch on your site. So don't just say it to say it, say it to draw emphasis to something really important. But remember that that's another hurdle that clients are going to jump. And that's going to be another way that people are going to say, yes, is this for me or no, it's not. And the thing is, Yes, there are going to be some people who decide it's not for them. I probably wouldn't advise using it if you're a family photographer. <laughs> Just FYI, that might be a bad idea. Um, Damn, but, your kids look great today. Awesome. <laughs> so maybe don't do that unless it's in context of like helping the mom pick out clothes from a client closet or that you're going to help with the hair and makeup or something where it seems like right. a little secret for just you and mom, then that's kind of cute and endearing. So again, be very careful how you use it, especially in a situation like that. But yes, it is going to alienate a couple people and they'll be like, oh, this isn't for me, but you're not for everyone and that's fine. Right. But the people that you are for are going to be like, yes, this is my person. And that's what we want. Who cares about the people who leave? Like you can't photograph for every person in your city. Anyway, you don't have the time. You're probably receiving more inquiries than you can handle as it is, or you will be soon because your business is about to explode and you have to prepare for that. So you can't 
receive inquiries or get on a consultation call with every person who likes your beautiful pictures. So toss in those hurdles, let them jump them on their own time so that then they don't have to like feel awkward during a session if a damn word slips out. Like we don't want that. So if that's who you want to be and like the kind of vibe you want to establish for your business, do it. Don't be scared. It's going to be fine. And if you feel like for some reason it's not really working, that's the great thing about websites and the internet. They're not printed. Go in and take it out. You're fine. Just remove it. If it's like, if you really see a negative impact, take it out. It'll go away. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So I want to know, like, uh, if you're going to tell somebody, like, don't do these top three things when you're getting ready to write your copy, what would those be? Number one, don't fake your brand voice. Just because you love how someone else expresses themselves or you see that they have a 100,000 followers on Instagram and, oh my gosh, their brand voice, whatever. No. No one's got time for that. It's exhausting. And either they have faked it till they make it and that's just what their brand voice is now or they really are that way and it's just natural and easy for them and you trying to copy it will always feel fake. So don't, even the people you admire, instead of trying to parrot what they say, parrot how they do it. Look at how they do it, how they express themselves, how they present themselves authentically and find ways to pull that out of yourself in a way that's authentic to you. So first thing, don't parrot someone else's brand voice. Second, please stop saying light and airy, dark and moody and raw and real. I'm sorry, but the time has come. If you want (laughs) to put it in like a tagline or in your footer or something like that, so that if someone goes Googling for a light and airy photographer in Richmond, Virginia, then you'll pop up like, great, awesome. But please stop using it like it actually means anything in your written content. It, like I can look at your pictures and see that they're bright. Yes, I can do that. I can look at your pictures and see that the saturation is what it is and it's dark and what, like, no, I can see that. I can see that with my eyeballs. That's very nice. So <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead- I so wish you guys could see her face right now. <laughs> I've been told so many times I have the face of a cartoon character. It is what it is. (laughs) Whatever. But the point is, instead of just saying what everybody else says, figure out what you mean. So pull up a slideshow of all your favorite photos and then pull out your journal and write down what you see. Look at light. Look at color. Look at movement. Look at emotion. Look at... And also think about the direction that it required to get that photo. How do you play a role in achieving this look and describe what you see? I also have a series on my website in my blogs with like better words. And instead of saying this, say that. So if you need help, I can give you a hand. Someone can give you a hand. You can ask clients like what they see when they look at your work, outsource it. Say, tell me what you see in this photo. What, what does this look like to you? But get outside of those super, super basic ways of describing what it looks like and instead describe like this makes you feel like rolling down your window and letting your hair go in the breeze as you're driving blasting your favorite Mariah Carey song like oh that's fun that's visceral I love that I can see that it's light and airy but I can't see how you achieved it how your clients felt how you felt like dig a little bit deeper so get away from those like really overused terms they're getting a little bit silly, 
So let's say bye to them. And finally, don't be afraid. Be yourself. And again, if something isn't working, you can always adjust it. Find out who your ideal client is and speak to that person. Who cares if someone who is completely different from your ideal client doesn't vibe with it? Great. That's why they're not your ideal client. You don't want to work with them anyway. So who cares if they don't like your stuff or your style or your voice or your opinions on things? I don't care. You don't care. They don't care. They can go get a different photographer. You can work with clients you love and have a much happier life because you don't have to change who you are to work with these other people. It's not fun. It's not sustainable. It leads to burnout. It leads to you hating this art that you really, really love. And we don't want that. So be confident in who your ideal client is. Ensure that will update and change. I always tell people, think about who your ideal client is going to be for the next year. Because you you don't know beyond that. You don't know right. what, how your business is going to change. You might discover new things about yourself or your art or your area or whatever it may be. So don't try to think too long term, but commit to who your ideal client is right now for a year and write to that person like you would if they were sitting across the desk. Speak to them. Forget the rest. You're not talking to them. So be confident in that. I promise it works and you will attract people who are your people. And people that you really want to hang out with. That's awesome. And I think something that people need to understand is when you are, and I know I've said this on the podcast probably at least 20 times, when you're speaking to everyone, you're not speaking to anyone. Like there's no one hearing you at all. And no, no, no. And you're trying to like fit a square peg into a round hole. Like if someone's not your ideal client, they're not going to have a fantastic experience with you because you weren't made to work together anyway. Exactly. And the more you embrace who your ideal client is, the more customized you can make your copy, the more vivid and real, the more imagery you can work in, the more references, the more endearing things you can work into your content, but also the more specific things you can work into your client experience. Like I was talking to a photographer that I'd worked with before and we're going to do, we work together like, two or three years ago now. And we're going to do like an update and revamp on her site coming up soon because she's changed a lot because she really leaned into who her ideal client is and kind of changed her experience and added a lot of new things and made it something that's so specific to who that ideal client is that when they see her site, they're never going to want to work with anyone else because they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this was absolutely made for me. This is exactly what I want. I want nothing but this. I'm going to work with her from now till I die. Other (laughs) people are going to look at it and be like, oh, this is kind of weird. Okay. uh, No, thank you. But if they're not into it, they're not into it. Bye. See ya. It's fine. We have to get comfortable with allowing people to leave because no one wants to have those conversations where it's like, okay, so I've decided that maybe we're not a good fit and maybe we should part with that. No, Uh uh-uh, no. That is so upsetting. I don't like it. So let's get that done up front. Let's get it done up front. That's awesome. All right. So I always like to wrap up with three of the same questions. And the first is, what is your favorite business tool? Mm, my favorite business tool right now, I'm rocking Dubsado. I am obsessed with it. It definitely changed the way that I run my business. I like emails were getting lost and yeah, it was wild. (laughs) Dubsado is incredible. But even though this isn't a tool, it is a person, please 
speak with an accountant, please. Amen. Please please speak with an accountant. Like you're a photographer. I'm a copywriter. None of those things have numbers in them is what you'll find. And so when it comes to money, uh, what? I don't know. So working with an accountant to create a budget, to figure out exactly how things should be working. She like does all the tech stuff behind the scenes, like all this. Oh my gosh, the stress level plummeted when I had someone in my corner who was good at that kind of stuff, get comfortable with outsourcing, especially to an accountant. I just hired a, um, I've worked with the same accountant for three years and I just brought her into my business on a retainer to like manage everything. Cause the, oh. it's just to that point. I'm like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to know about it. You can tell me to reconnect some zero feeds, but that's about all I want to, all I want yes. to do. Yes. So, yeah. If you, if you're nervous about it, start with your annual taxes. Yep. That's exactly what I did. Quarterly or bookkeeping and then bring them on more and more and more. Like you get yeah. to like de- dip your toe in a little bit and then amp up. But oh my gosh, the difference it makes. Ugh. Yeah. 100%. I'm like, I got this weird letter. Can you do this? Like, yep. I'm like, okay, great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Make it make sense. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So I am a quote fanatic. What is your favorite quote? Oh my gosh. So my favorite quote is from St. Joan of Arc. Well, it's attributed to her. Jury's out on whether she actually said it. She probably didn't. That's how most of these old quotes work. But I love it anyway. I'm not afraid I was born to do this. It totally speaks to who I am as a person. My my best friend told me I'm an Enneagram 8 and I believe her. So great. Awesome. That's what we're going to run with. So that totally like vibes with my personality. And it also reminds me that like I was born for this place, for these things, for whatever is thrown my way. Like I can handle it. And if I can't handle it, I have people around me who can help me handle it. That's such a great perspective. All right. So for the last one, this is my favorite. And I think I'm saying that almost every guest episode now. If you and I were to go grab a drink in Atlanta, where would we go and what would we have? Well, that is a little bit difficult because I moved here right before lockdown. So (laughs) Lord knows, I don't even know what's here. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Okay, well, what about Pensacola? Ooh, Pensacola, yes. Okay, Pensacola, we would go to Flounders and we would get a bushwhacker, which is like a frozen alcoholic chocolate milkshake. And it is so delicious and delightful with a hilarious name. And what could be better than that? I don't think I have had a better answer. I will be honest. That's fantastic. Now you know. Uh, yep. Yeah, now I know. I'll have to. I'll have to check it out the next time we head down that way. That's where we vacation. It's so good. Well, it's, Destin, but you can probably get them there. It really is just like it's like a mudslide, like a chocolate milkshake. Oh, oh, oh it's so good. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a fantastic episode. I can't wait to see what nuggets are. Uh, audience gets out of it and we will see you next time definitely and i'd love to hear from any of you if you ever have questions come my way love to connect where can our where can our audience find you sure yeah so you can connect with me on instagram at the right lens w-r-i-t-e lens and that's also my website the right lens.com or you can just send me an email. What the heck? I'd love to hear from you. It's Erica, E-R-I-C-A at the right lens.com. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.